Hey everyone, Brother Dell of Gospel Repentance Ministries. Hey, the theme is still in full effect. It is definitely in full effect. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Praise God for that. Once again, brothers and sisters, we need our soul food. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hey, as a reminder, I have a brand new email address. It is questions at willyourepent.com. Please, please feel free to send me any questions or concerns or perhaps even complaints that you may have. And um, I will respond to you as quickly as I can. Okay. Once again, the email address is questions at willyourepent.com, a brand new component of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. Hey, what I want to do is talk about uh, some passages of scripture that are in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Paul is dealing with the issue of marriage, okay? And there are some parts in there, or some verses in there that may be somewhat misleading, okay? And what I want to do is read them and give details and explain what is going on so that there's no uh, confusion regarding them. Perhaps those of you who are avid readers of the Bible and are diligent uh, students of scripture, you have read these and they perhaps have given you some, maybe some consternation, some confusion. Uh, there may be just uh, non-clarity regarding them. So without further ado, let, let me go ahead and and read them to you. Once again, it's uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And give me a moment and I will get there quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Okay, here we go. Paul is talking about marriage. I'm going to start with verse 1. Now concerning the things whereof you wrote, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. And when it says touch, the implication is there not to have sex with a woman. But because of fornications, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife her due and likewise also the wife, also the wife unto the husband. The wife has not power over her own body, but the husband and likewise also the husband had not power over his own body, but the wife. In other words, you belong to each other. Your body is not your own. It belongs first to the Lord to serve him, but in physical sexual intimacy your bodies belong to one another defraud ye not one the other except it be by consent for a season that you may give yourselves unto prayer and may be together again that Satan tempt you not because of your inconstancy or your lack of self-control but this I say by way of concession not of commandment yet I would that all men were even as myself howbeit each man had his own gift from God one after this manner and another after that verse 8 but I say to the unmarried and to widows it is good for them if they abide even as I but if they have not consonancy let them marry for it is better to marry than to burn but, un but unto the married I give charge yet not I but the Lord 
that the wife depart not from her husband. Verse 11, but should she depart, let her remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband and that the husband leave not his wife. Okay, verse 12, but to the rest say I, not the Lord. If any brother hath an unbelieving wife and she is consent to dwell with him, let him not leave her. Okay, now the part that I wanted to focus on is verse 12 where it says but to the rest I say not the Lord now from the surface of that verse it would appear that Paul is usurping the Lord's authority now is Paul simply giving his opinion here when he says uh, the Lord is not given a command but I Let's, let, let's clear this up. The question to that is no. Now, let's go to verse 10 where he says, Unto the married I give charge, yet not I, but the Lord, the wife, will not depart from her husband. He's, on verse 10, he's, he's talking about a revelation that was already given. And as a matter of fact, in, in particular, was given by Jesus Christ. And what I mean by that, when he says, that the wife depart not from her husband we have to travel back to the gospel of Matthew so let's travel back there for a moment and we'll find out what Jesus particularly said regarding marriage okay Matthew chapter 5 and Jesus says this it's I believe it's toward the end of the chapter he says this Let's start with verse 31. And it was also it was said also, Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say to you that everyone that puts away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, makes her an adulteress. And whosoever shall marry her when she is put away, committeth adultery. All right, this is what Jesus is talking about here. See, Jesus is saying that unless a woman or a man is unfaithful, you are to remain with your spouse but if they're unfaithful then that is your escape that is that that is grounds for biblical divorce if a spouse is unfaithful then but other than that if you just divorce your spouse for some other reason for what we commonly call today unreconcilable differences and you marry somebody else you have caused that person that you have married to commit adultery you follow what I'm saying? A lot of people ignore this part of the Bible. Even pastors do that divorce and remarry. You follow what I'm saying? So let me explain that again in case it's in case it was unclear. Let's say I marry, I divorce my wife and I marry someone else. I marry another woman. I have uh, committed adultery. I've caused my new wife to be an adulteress because I left my first wife and married another woman. So in the eyes of scripture in uh, in the eyes of the Bible I've I'm in an adulterous relationship because I'm not with my wife I'm not with my first wife I've married another woman who have now claimed my wife so in essence I have two wives I'm in an adulterous relationship now once again that's not how we typically look at things in our society we look at things as if we divorce someone and we marry somebody else that uh, that that divorce is is over and that is um no longer your wife but in the eyes of the Bible it is still your wife so the thing is is that we should be willing 
if possible, to reconcile with that spouse. But if it's not possible, God, God does give us an out. He allows us to divorce. But if you remarry again, you've committed adultery and you've caused your new spouse to be an adulterer or an adulteress. Okay, so that was revealed revelation. According to Paul, this same um, idea or the same truth, Jesus repeats in Matthew chapter 19. All right. So let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and we'll find out in verse 12 why Paul says, I'm given this command and not the Lord. Once again, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And we're going to go to verse 12, I believe it is. And he says, but to the rest, say I, not the Lord. If any brother has an unbelieving wife and she is content to dwell with him, let him not leave her. And the woman that has an unbelieving husband and he is content to dwell with her, let her not leave her husband. Verse 14, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified in the wife and the unbelieving wife is sanctified in the in the, um, it says in a brother else. Okay, let me read that again. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified in the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified in the husband. Else were your children unclean, but now they are holy. Okay, let me explain what's going on here. And the reason why Paul says in verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 7, he says, But to the rest, say I, not the Lord. Not that this commandment is not coming from the Lord, but this is a brand new revelation that has never been presented before to anyone until now, until the um, the writing of this letter to the uh, Corinthians. Okay, so this is brand new revelation. Jesus did not talk about this in particular. And so that's why in verse 10, Paul says, I give charge, yet not I, but the Lord. The wife depart not from her husband. And of course, I just read that to you in Matthew chapter 5, verses 31 and 32. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 12, Paul is saying to the rest, say I, not the Lord. In other words, it's not that the Lord did not give him the revelation, but this is the first time that he has revealed this component of marriage. Okay, first time. So that's why he says, this came from me, not the Lord, but the revelation, just so that we're clear, came from the spirit of God through Paul. But this is the first time this revelation has been revealed. Okay. And, and he, he goes on to say that says, if any brother has an unbelieving wife and she is content, content to dwell with him, let him not leave her. In other words, if I'm a believing husband, but my wife is an unbeliever and she desires to stay with me, then I am not to divorce her. But the the uh, rule was this. If the unbelieving spouse wants to leave the believing spouse, the Bible says for the sake of peace, you can go ahead and get a divorce in that regard. Okay. So I'm going to read further down. Let's go to verse 13. And the woman that has an unbelieving husband and he is content to dwell with her, let her not leave her husband. Okay, same thing. Verse 14, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified in the wife and the unbelieving wife is sanctified in the brother. 
else were your children unclean, but now they are holy. Verse 15, if the unbelieving departs, listen to this, let him depart. The brother or the sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God has called us to peace. All right. So verse 15, it says, like I just mentioned, if the unbelieving party wants to leave, they want to depart and leave the marriage because they can't deal with the fact that their wife or their husband is living righteously and they're still groping in darkness because light and dark cannot coexist and because it's putting too much strain on them for the sake of peace if the unbelieving spouse desires to leave then let them leave and that means that the believing spouse can marry again but they are to marry a believer not an unbeliever you follow what I'm saying all this is brand new revelation at the time that uh, Paul had written this this had never been revealed before that's why he says I am saying this and not the Lord not I mean, Jesus did not specifically give that insight into marriage. But Paul, for the first time, is giving that insight into marriage. That's why he says, I said it. So it's not that Paul is contradicting the Lord at all. It's just that, it's just that once again, that this revelation that he's receiving is brand new, never before uh, revealed insight from anyone. Okay? So it's, so once again, Paul is not expressing his own opinion. He's not trying to usurp the Lord's authority. He's still under the, the guidance and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit when he gives this insight. And the reason why I bring this up, just because, I mean, in the event that people have read this, and like I had in the past when it says, okay, Paul, why are you saying that you're saying this? Now, the Lord, I mean, it's like, if you're looking at it the wrong way, you're thinking that Paul has the right to say some things that he's not sanctioned to say but that's not true at all paul is still speaking by inspiration of the holy spirit but once again and perhaps i'm being redundant i just want to try to drive the point home that paul is giving fresh brand new revelation at the time of the writing of this letter regarding uh these uh insights into uh marriage okay so hopefully I've made that clear. God bless you for listening. Once again, the email address is questions at willyourepent.com. God bless you. Until next time.